At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap alongside soon to be greater new orleans hall of famer sean king you're working on your speech uh you know that thing comes easy to me so (laughs) no you don't say yeah (laughs) i am tim murray and uh, we continue our summer conditioning we already did new orleans this week we did atlanta yesterday and now we move to the carolina panthers and we bring in uh he's become friend of the program will palashik wfnz uh, host in uh, the Queen City. He joins us right now. Uh, we had you on, Will, when the trade went down. Well, let's just get back to it. As we have uh, let the dust settle a little bit, they haven't done anything yet on the field. Uh, Baker Mayfield has talked to the media. What is your uh, understanding of the quarterback competition heading into training camp? And is there a, a, a lean one way or the other who you think emerges? Well, from what we understand, Tim, it is not a farce of a competition, though. I do feel like uh, people here will be very, very surprised if Baker Mayfield doesn't end up as the starting quarterback week one against his old team, the Cleveland Browns. I don't think you make that move to not make him be the starter unless something drastic happens or, or Sam Darnold just sets the world on fire, which I don't know if this necessarily is going to happen. I think They might lean it towards Baker, uh, at least over the course of training camp. It might be a situation where Darnold might start training camp as a starter with most of the reps. But uh, from what Scott Fitterer said, uh, not only today, but yesterday as well, he says that at least he surmises that by the end of training camp, the first team reps will be somewhat even with a clear-cut winner uh, possibly shaping up before they actually lace them up uh, in mid-September. See, Will... They're going to blow this. <laughs> so you you bring Donald in last year, you trade for him, you give him his extension before he's done anything. He has a full offseason last year, full season this past year, and basically another full offseason up until training camp. And obviously he hasn't done enough for you to be comfortable with him as a starting quarterback. When you trade for Baker, this has got to be about reps. Baker needs all the reps. It's a new system. It's new players. There's a lot of nuances that go at playing that position. Trying to have like this quasi-competition that just looks right on the exterior is the worst way that you can handle these situations. 
You're preaching to the converted, uh, Sean. You're not telling me anything I don't know. I think that it's kind of foolish to to put through this uh, the motions. I think you know there are some people who say say that this could, this could be Matt Rule's quote unquote college uh, age stuff trying to to kind of take over him because I do believe that you know if you believed enough in Sam Donald as your starter, then you wouldn't have traded for Baker Mayfield. But the fact of the matter is. I think we all kind of understood where the uh, rules of engagement were in terms of, of Darnold versus versus Mayfield. I think we all believe that Mayfield's a better quarterback, at least on paper. And despite the fact that Darnold has a head start with learning the Ben McAdoo offense, I think the cream will eventually rise to the top. But, but like you said, if I'm a Carolina Panther fan, I want Baker Mayfield getting as much uh, attention as the first-team offensive quarterback as you could possibly get when they lace things up in Spartanburg on the 26th. And, and to put it in context, the reason being, you know, one of the things that happened in the last collective bargaining agreement were all these time constraints, you know, regarding the amount of time you can actually be on the field doing live 11 and 11 stuff has been minimized so much. You're not talking about a lot of reps. You're very, you're very true. And I know one of the things that they've at least tried to do and, and Sam has actually been a good, you know, foot soldier in this is that, you know, he's reached out to Baker and, and they're going to have a, a throwing camp. And I know that that's not the same type of thing as actually getting on the field with coaches and putting the pads on, but he's at least going to get himself in front of receivers within the next 10 to 12 days before they end up lacing it up in Spartanburg on uh, the 26th of July. So it's not as if he's going to be seeing this for the first time, but it's something he actually told me yesterday. He said, look, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of experience in trying to learn four different offenses in my time in Cleveland. So it's not exactly something that's due to him. Yes. The, uh, the time crunch is a little bit different, but he doesn't seem to be worried about an aptitude sense of, of trying to get used to this, this brand new offense of his. You know, we'll talk to me about a couple guys. We have Pil Paloszczyk, uh WFNZ reporter, you know, there in Charlotte covers the Panthers, couple guys coming back from injury that if they're healthy not only do they have to be healthy but they have to actually contribute you know for this team I think to to be a team that you know everybody in Charlotte wants them to be and that's Christian McCaffrey on offense and J.C. Horn on defense where are those two players as far as their health well I'll talk about J.C. first yeah J.C. looked very very good in minicamp he looked completely healthy uh he's been running around like crazy and he's somebody who I feel like was on track to be a defensive rookie of the year, if not for the uh, very freak injury he took in Houston on the turf. And, and in that same game, you know, McCaffrey went down and little never heard from him uh, after that point of the season. So I do feel like they are going to try to do different things to try and manage the, the load on Christian McCaffrey. They did sign Deontay Foreman, who I feel like will see more time between the tackles to get some of that load off of McCaffrey. So the problem with McCaffrey was it wasn't a load injury. These were, you know, kind of freak things that took place over the course of the last two or three years. They weren't because of use, but I think they have come to understand that trying to rely on, you know, a 25 to 30 touches of McCaffrey per contest is not a reasonable way to plan your offense around, especially if you don't have a backup plan for it. So I do feel like they are going to try and figure out ways to, to kind of manage the load week out, week in, week out, but there's no question, Sean, this offense is at its best when they're utilizing Christian McCaffrey, especially in open space. And as for Horn, I feel like with him and Dante Jackson back in the fold at corner, this could be one of the more underrated and rising units in the league, especially in the secondary when you add Jeremy Chin to the mix as well. And somewhere will Earl Campbell, Walter Payton, 
these guys are rolling over. Like, whew, pitch count, <laughs> running back. The two don't even go together. Like, players play. Like, I think sometimes teams expose players to injury by trying to coddle them. There's a toughness that comes from teaching your body how to withstand high usage rates. And uh, I think that gets gets overlooked a lot. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I actually talked about this. Uh, Marshall Falk came and did a speaking engagement here in Charlotte, and it, it's interesting that McCaffrey actually reached out to Marshall about, you know, not just being a dual-thread running back, but, but how to take care of your body. And, and he shared some very interesting things about, hey, you know, there are times in practice where you, you maybe if you did take a physical rep, you take a mental rep and, and those kinds of things. And, and, and there are ways to, to kind of manage your load so that when you are called to put on the pads and, and actually do things in game action, you are fresher in action there. So it's something that they're very, very conscious of. They know how important he is to their offense. I don't think they're going to limit themselves in terms of trying to limit their success by, by limiting him that way. But I do feel like they are trying to find innovative ways to make sure that they get a full 17 games for Christian McCaffrey as opposed to the, the 10 they've had over the course of the last two seasons. We're talking once again to Will Palaszczuk, host down at WFNZ in Charlotte as we continue our summer conditioning on the Carolina Panthers. You mentioned a full 17 for Christian McCaffrey. What about the head coach? David Tepper did go out and find Matt Rule after they fired Ron Rivera. So this was his hire. This isn't a new owner who didn't hire the coach. So he hired Matt Rule. But just how hot is that seat? And if there's some uh, bumpy roads... Is there a chance, in your opinion, that Matt Rule doesn't make it through this season? You don't need to tell me about the numbers in terms of the first head coach being fired. I know the way that uh, that's <laughs> like right now in Vegas. It's been a big talking point with us over the course of the last couple of weeks. I still have a hard time feeling that David Tepper is going to make an in-season firing of the guy who really was, you know, not his first choice, but the first man that he's chosen to lead his franchise unless something absolutely catastrophic goes down. And I, I don't think it's going to happen with the way that this schedule goes. I do feel like there is a real, real rough part of that schedule in the middle because they are going to play the AFC North as well as the uh, NFC West. Those are two tough divisions to draw out of division. So at least from that standpoint, there are going to be some trouble spots and some stubbing of toes. But I think if there is a situation where he's fired in season, it would have to be something where, you know, they're in double-digit loss territory and the season's completely lost. I feel like Matt Rule lasts the entire season, barring any injury to somebody like McCaffrey or Mayfield or just something just goes completely to heck in a handbasket. I, I think he lasts the full year by hook or by crook. Well, we know quarterback is, you know, going to be under a microscope. Last time you, we had you on the show, we talked about the offensive line. You said you like some of the improvements they've made there. So, you know, for our listeners, for our viewers, what other area of concern or strength is there that exists with this 2022 team in your eyes? So, so the biggest issue for me, Sean, is, is the rushing spot that's on the opposite side of Brian Burns. That's the one area of this team that they really didn't replace after the departure of Hassan Reddick. You know, Burns had a fantastic year. I wouldn't quite call it a breakout year because I feel like there's still more to come for him. But I do feel like uh, they did not adequately replace Hassan Reddick after he got his brand-new deal with Philadelphia. They're trying to do it by committee between you know, Marquise Haynes and Frankie Louvu. They did invite Carlos Dunlap in uh, for at least a visit during minicamp, but he did not leave without a contract. 
so I don't believe that uh, that's something that is a, still a finished product there. Uh, Scott Fitter also said yesterday he wouldn't mind adding a big uh, body up in the middle in terms of the defensive line. They're trying to wait on a couple of rookies and Davion Nixon and big snack Phil Hoskins to try and develop behind Derek Brown. They did sign Medianitis, though, to get themselves some real help there in the middle. And I also feel like you never can have enough skill position players. I know that they're trying to wait on the development of Terrace Marshall as a slot receiver. They did get Hollywood Higgins. I think those things will be continuing to develop, and it'll just be something to see. It's all about that quarterback. You guys yeah. know. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Will, we appreciate it. Great we stuff, appreciate Will. the insight as always, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. There he is, Will Polashik from WFNZ. Down in Charlotte, North Carolina, we continue our summer conditioning. The Carolina Panthers, next, right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Betty Network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champ, I am Tim Murray here on the Nightcap, live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Sean, would you like to let the people know what happened at the end of that game? The Reds Redsed. They did. That was uh, that was as Redsian of a game yeah. I've seen in quite some time. Two wild pitches by the uh, reliever back-to-back. Back-to-back. Scored the winning run. Yeah, that is... Uh, he's going to get a check. Uh, he's going to wake up tomorrow morning or this Friday and there's going to be a deposit in his checking account. So the Reds, tie game at 6, they led, what, 4 nothing. Yeah, 6-5. Then they led 6-5. They lost the lead, then they led 6-5. First and third, no out, top of the 10th, got no runs in. Grounded into an inning-ending double play. And the then, strikeout was the, 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 the killer. Yeah. Like when you got first and third, no outs, the guy, the plate just has to get the ball in play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, gee whiz. By the way, the uh, the game that we uh, 
discussed but kind of pushed it to the side for the baseball pentathlon was the Dodgers run line at St. Louis, which looked like an outright loser. Uh, they have men on second and third, Sean, top of the ninth with Max Muncy at the hill. Yeah, it's a, on, lot, at the plate. a lot of stress at the high-end cigar lounge right now. All the fellas had the Cardinals. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, and it looks, I mean, you get to Tony Gonsolin like that today. You get a gem like you did from Adam Wainwright, and you might blow this. That is, uh, that would be rough. We'll see what happens. But it is six five right now in the ninth inning. Men on second and third. Uh, they almost scored, but uh, coming around the corner, I don't know who it was, but he slipped and fell. He didn't slip. He's clumsy. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Major League Baseball. This is as bad as it's ever been. I From a just execution disagree. standpoint, oh, it's um, it's terrible. You just don't watch baseball. I just don't watch baseball. You okay. don't watch it like I do. Okay. Because you don't really bet baseball like heavily. That's not your deal. I understand. You're more college basketball than football. But you pick and choose your no, spots. No, I don't. I'm you not, don't I can go it. team by team and give you guys. No, I understand that. But you pick and choose your spots on games to watch based off your bets, which is totally understandable. But just to have an overarching conclusion that this is the sloppiest season ever. I mean, I could go and find you stats. Well, do as you may. I mean, you tried to tell me that one outfielder was the worst outfielder in the league and he had a you know a, a positive war in, def- in defense. Yeah, and there are also pitchers right now that are pitching to a three ERA that are getting extremely lucky because their balls in play are always hit right at somebody. So you can pick stats to, su- to support any argument. Does that not make you a good pitcher? Well, it means that you're going to regress back to you know what the mean is as far as hard hit balls. Yeah, that's yeah. there's regression so, so, all the time. So there, it's called BABIP. I'm going by the eye test. I mean, you can throw whatever stats you want at me. I'm going by a guy that watches baseball. I have a private cigar lounge that I attend. We have four TVs. Everybody in the lounge bets baseball. So we have multiple baseball games on every day of the week. And I'm just saying the overall consensus pre-All-Star break, which is in about you know, five, what was it, so you, seven, eight days. Me- I'm just saying the overall lapses in play, in my opinion, are in the all-time high. Josh Harrison, for instance, like that stuff happens all the time. You know, guys turning double plays the other night, Altuve, you know, they're playing the uh, Royals. He turns a double play, doesn't step on second base. Like, I'm talking about that kind of stuff. Like, like guy falls down uh, round in third. Like, you know, today, you know, earlier in the Cardinals-Dodgers um, game, obvious situation where Freddie Freeman should cut off the throw from the outfield. They have no chance at getting the runner at home. He doesn't cut the ball off. Uh, Goldsmith gets the second. Next guy up, hits a two-run shot. Like, I'm just talking about, like, some of the nuances that I see from watching multiple baseball games every day. I don't, I mean, I don't disagree. I think you're probably watching more baseball than you've ever watched in your life. No, I've always kind of been into baseball. Always. Yeah, but you've never worked at VEASAN. So yeah, this but, is, but this is amplified to the next level. But Look, I'm, not dis- a lot. I'm not fully disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying making blanketed statements like this is the worst baseball but it's ever it's based on I mean me, based on if you want to look at like strikeout numbers and uh, all of that it's I, based I would on agree. me watching games every day the amount of unforced errors that guys make uh last night what was it the Astros uh Angels have a guy on first base batter hits the ball uh to the pitcher the pitcher turns around the second baseman is covering the bag for the double play he throws the ball left of the shortstop so they don't turn. I'm just talking about little things that that I see, you know, that you know are more concentration issues than talent. Just and I know it's a long season, and I know it happens, but you know, just trust me on this one. All right, I will. 
The the eye by test, the way the Rockies the way, have tied it up. Too. I'll just say this: in 2022, the eye test has never been used more in uh, in baseball. Uh, the Rockies tied up the game against the Padres six six, which is good for us. As did the Dodgers. Dodgers and Cardinals are tied up at six. Did all. anybody have the cards? I don't think that no, game. No, no one, no one touched that yeah, game. Is the Odds Cubs on game did have final? the Padres. Yes, it's over. Okay, so we can put an L on West and an L on primetime action. Where are we at in uh, Astros? Is still three one. We need that to be a one run game. If that uh, ends as a one-run game, as we're taking a look at the uh, baseball whoo, pentathlon, that's going to crush. Some I mean, people. it would be carnage today. You would have the only wins would be the look ahead, rush hour, and Greg Peterson. Yeah, so it's uh, the run line has been the challenge. Uh, apparently, the most challenging uh, one, and it looks like we want carnage. We do. We chaos breeds we need, more chaos. We need uh, the <laughs> we need the Rockies tonight, and we need the Angels to finish it up. Uh, to uh, to maybe give us a, 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 any chance, and then we have to throw up a Hail Mary tomorrow on the prop market. And then I, I want I want the Dodgers to win. I just want to be able to walk back in the cigar lounge <laughs> after the game and just say, hey, man, misery loves company, right? <laughs> it was 5 nothing Cardinals after five. No, it was 6 nothing after 6, Sean. They couldn't do this last night. I know. We had the Dodgers They had the bases night. loaded, no outs. Couldn't do this last night. didn't get night. a run in. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, let's keep the summer conditioning going with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we just talked to our good friend Will Polashik down there in Carolina. Uh, this is an interesting prop that uh, Aaron grabbed based off of our conversation last night on the Atlanta Falcons where both you and I are relatively low they on the Falcons. Stink. Okay, they stink. Yeah. Don't disagree. Over-under on division wins for the Panthers, Sean. Is set at two and a half, juice to the under at minus one forty. So the question is, can the Panthers sweep the Falcons? Sweep the Falcons. If so, can they steal one against the Saints and or the Bucks? So they were two and four in the division last year. Falcons have gotten worse. The Falcons are gonna be awful. Especially when Desmond Ritter gets in. I mean, that's gonna be carnage. And Dodgers have the lead. Yeah, Dodgers have the lead. Um I'm not. I'm not dealing with the Panthers. Like some teams, like I don't have a strong opinion about. So I'm just kind of going to leave them in this box, like because so much of their success or failure this year, and, and of course that's every team, but because of the recency, you know, that is applicable in this situation, are they going to be healthy? I mean, if you tell me that Christian McCaffrey is going to play 17 games this year, then I'll take over two and a half. I was there. So I know how good J.C. Horn is, who mm-hmm. ended up missing all of last year. If he's back to the form he was at when I was there, and now they re-signed Dante Jackson on the other side, like, okay, I'm taking over two and a half. But, and that has nothing to do with the quarterback. Because they're going to beat the Falcons both times. And, listen, if, I, if all they got to do is win one game, you know, between the, the, you know, the four, you know, uh, between the Bucks and the Saints, I'll take my chances that they're going to win one of those home games. You know, outside of the quarterback position, let's just go kind of position by position. They got good receivers. Wide receiver room, I'd say, is above average, right? Yeah. DJ Moore. DJ Moore is really good. Robbie a lot Anderson. Of credit. He's really good. They only have two, though. What do you think about Terrence Marshall? Uh, he's still young. Okay. Yeah, he's talented, but he hadn't done it yet. So, you know, he's almost in the same boat as some of these rookies. Above average or to good, I would say. Well, he's got receiver. talent. No, no, no. I'm oh. saying the, the wide receiver room. It depends on what kind of Robbie Anderson you get. I mean, if you get Robbie Anderson contract year for the Jets, you know, they're above average receiver room. If you get disgruntled, 
you know. Not happy with the quarterback. Yeah, unhappy with everything going on, Robbie Anderson. Then, you know, that brings the group down a little bit. And that's why I think how they start is so important. They open against the Browns at home where they're a one-point underdog. Right. And, again, Jacoby Brissett's going to be there. I just think that defense is going to have a field day. But I, I mean it from this context. Like, if you put this pin on the table, like, Matt Rule is, like, right there. I know. Like, he's holding on – the only person holding on to the rope right now is, is the owner, Mr. Tepper. So if he doesn't start fast. Thank God for him that David Tepper's hired him. Right. Because he would have been already so, gone. you know, we'll see. All right. We'll keep going through the Carolina Panthers. A win total right now set at six and a half. We'll look at maybe some of the player props as well that are out there. That's Sean. I'm Tim. It is the nightcap. We'll talk some British Open coming up top of the hour. But we keep conditioning you. For the football season with the Carolina Panthers here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Keep it rolling here on the Nightcap. That's some. Really interesting baseball games going on, Sean. Dodgers and Cardinals. Dodgers overcame a six-run deficit. They lead 7-6 in the bottom of the ninth. Rockies have tied things up against the Padres. Uh, This would be good for us. We would uh, enjoy. We just want one-run games. Yes, that's true. One-run games. Padres, one-run result, no matter who. Same thing in uh, Astros, Angels. Just a one-run game. That's all we're asking for. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, it would be pretty And then it'll be like... Like, it'll be the wild, wild west tomorrow for this prop thing. We still, yeah, we'll we'll need, uh, apparently Aaron's got a plan. No, 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 no. He, he's, he, you know what? I'm not. I'll I got say, an email no. in the, uh, the Circa uh, Trout. <laughs> They've got some things for him to do tomorrow. <laughs> so he's going to be on assignment. He'll be like Banksy. Yeah, cause he didn't have to sit up here and catch any of these darts. Like, he's behind the, the wall over there. Uh, I think we're going to have the crew in tomorrow because we're going on the road on yeah. Friday. Mm-hmm. Banksy just texted us on assignment. God. What are we, what You've are been we on be, assignment for two months. What it would it be like to be Darren Banks? I mean, what a life. Just being sent out there. Hey, man, he's earned it. Doing the Lord's work. No. I can't wait to get him on that golf course again. I'm going to spank his bottom. <laughs> Can we get some odds set on that one? Absolutely. Nice. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's keep it rolling. We'll wrap things up. We'll put a bow on the Carolina Panthers. I think you and I are kind of in, in agreement here. Uh, this is a kind of shrug your shoulders. Eh, I don't really want to play the six and a half. Um, I, I'd be curious, your thoughts. How do you think, as a former NFL player, the locker room with Matt Rule, do they... They know that he's on the hot seat and he's desperate. That's why they went out and they got uh, Baker Mayfield. They traded into the third round to get Matt Corral. I mean, they have spent so much draft compensation on a mediocre at best quarterback room. Is the locker room buying in? They they know he's on you know on no. the, on the way out. No. What's the feeling? No, they got to get off to a quick start or the season falls apart. And that's why I would stay away from this because yeah. I could see them based off that schedule. And I know you don't like to play the schedule game. I don't either because I mean I could honestly, Sean, the first 
five weeks of the season, I could argue it's a toss-up every game. Browns, who's playing quarterback? Browns got a great defense. And a great run game. And a great run game. They're a favorite, And the but thing about their great one. defense, they're great at rushing the quarterback. And they have the cornerback talent to cover teams in man-to-man situations. I think that's a bad matchup. Having said that, you know, which Jacoby Brissett are you going to get? Right. If he plays like the kid that, you know, uh, filled in for Andrew Luck, you know, when he suddenly retired, then Cleveland's going to be pretty good. If he plays like the guy that backed up Tua and had to play at times in Miami, you know, Cleveland's going to have to be great on defense. So that I, I think, you know, based off the odds right now, one-point spread, uh, I think you mentioned this to somebody we had on where you think that I agree that this is an under game. Yes. Under 42. And I think you got to play the Browns. Really? Yeah. But what I'm saying, though, talking about the Panthers, I think it is a toss-up based off the odds. So then they go on the road to the Giants week two where at the Westgate Superbook, it's a pick. Then week three, they host the Saints. They'll be an underdog. Could they beat the Saints at home? It's possible. New head coach. We, we, you and I both like the Saints. Cardinals at home, 49ers at home. You got four of your first five games at home. If you get off to a slow start and then you've got Rams, Bucks back to back, it could be a really, really. Now, how long is DeAndre Hopkins' suspension? Is it two games or is it four? Oh, it's six. So that'll be a Cardinals without Hopkins. I think it could be a toss-up. Yeah, so they, they could conceivably be two and two after the first four. Beat the Giants, beat the Cards, lose to the Browns and Saints. Sean, I think they could be 0-4 or 3-1. and Like, I, I wouldn't, if if you told me, they were 3-1 and last year, yeah. right? Or 3-0? and Yeah, 3-0, and I think, when McCaffrey got hurt, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it, it is uh, very interesting there. Yeah, six games for DeAndre Hopkins. All right. Uh, let's get to some player props, season props here for uh, this Carolina Panthers team. Look, I you can't, you know, we talked Michael Thomas and how much we liked over 800 yards. That's based off of him coming off an ankle injury. Is he 100%? I don't know how, Sean, you play Christian McCaffrey props over. You just take the unders. I mean, he's played 10 games the last two years. You just years. take the unders. And if he stays healthy and you, then you, he lose. you, then you lose. But you play the percentages. Because I know for sure if they're not very good, McCaffrey's not playing 17 games. Like, they get off to one of those starts, you know, where doesn't look like they're a playoff team. You know, everybody's talking about Matt Rule's going to get fired. Those guys are going to check out. DJ Moore receiving yards. I love DJ Moore. 1,075. Aaron will be happy to hear that, considering he's a Terp. Last year, DJ Moore had 93 catches for 1,157 yards. He had four touchdowns. Prop is set at 10.75. I think the quarterback play is improved. I think yeah. I think Sam Darnold, or excuse me, uh, Baker Mayfield, if healthy, which from all accounts he is, I think he's an upgrade over Sam Darnold. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. So I yeah I, I would say over 10.75 for DJ Moore. I think. Like you said, he should have a big year. And now Christian Sam McCaffrey, Darnold's the backup. Right. So if something was to happen to Baker, like... Matt Corral's not coming in. Darnold's right. Darnold's not going to win you any games, but DJ's still going to be able to get six, seven catches a game. Yeah. Yeah, Darnold's capable of doing that. 
I wouldn't bet anything on Baker just because I guess there's a possibility that he doesn't start every game. Is there pressure? No, Baker's going to start. Like, every game, though? Yeah. Well, I mean, he hadn't really had a big injury history. I know he's coming off of the, the, shoulder. the shoulder, but up until that point, you know, he's been pretty durable. When you look at Christian McCaffrey going back to McCaffrey, we talked comeback player of the year last year or last night. Uh, I really like Jameis Winston for that award. I think you can find it at six to one. You look at Christian McCaffrey. I just once again, as a football fan, I want Christian McCaffrey to play. He's awesome. He's so fun to watch. He's so dynamic. He's so uh, you know unusual. His talent, his skill set. But I just I can't trust the fact that he's going to play that many games this year. You know, the history doesn't tell us that he will. You, know, you look at Jameis Winston. He tore his ACL last year. Okay, that's kind of a freak injury, and he's a quarterback. He's not taking the wear and tear like a Christian McCaffrey. You look at Christian McCaffrey, Sean. Last year, he played seven games. Year prior, he played three. Did play 16 his first three years. So, you know, and he was, you know, unbelievable in 2019. So if he gets back to that form, very likely he wins this award. So, but is he going to be healthy? Here's enough? his injury history. September 20th of 2020, he suffered a high ankle sprain. Didn't show back up to November 8th. Uh, then had an AC joint in the shoulder. Missed a couple weeks. Then December 9th of 2020, his thigh tightened up and he missed four games of that injury. Fast forward to the following season, September of 23. Strained hamstring. Moved to November 28th. He tried to can't come back, rolled his ankle. So he's had a sprained ankle, a hamstring pull, a thigh glute strain, an AC joint in his shoulder. So it's all different stuff. So it's not like he's just got, you know, one area of his body that's an issue. You know, it's been multiple things. Crazy thing, they're all on the right side of his body. Hmm. The shoulder, the glute. The thigh, the ankle, all on the right side. So I just think the way I would approach McCaffrey is I would take the under on all of his props. And if he plays a full year, you're probably going to lose. But, I mean, there are two things working in your favor. His recent injury history and the fact that they're not going to be giving McCaffrey the ball 30 times a game the last five weeks of the season if Matt Rule is fired. Chubba Hubbard's going to be getting the majority of that work. You know, they're going to be trying to save McCaffrey in, t in those touches for whoever the next coach is going to be. Defensively, as Will kind of alluded to, Will Palashik earlier this hour, I, I like the defense. You know, you've got they're solid. Dante Jackson and, and J.C. Horn. Two good corners. Um, Brian, Brian Burns, Burns is a really, really good player. Yeah. <laughs> Um, was it Shaq? Uh, Shaq Thompson. He's been there since I think I was in eighth grade, but he's still playing good. <laughs> They're just one of those teams. Like when they get a good linebacker, he's there forever. Like yeah. Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley. Uh, who was the ball headed guy? Um, that played there forever. Was it Mike Thomas Mitchell? Davis? Thomas Davis. Yeah. So I mean, when they get a backer, I mean, I mean, he's a 12, 15 year guy. You know, so they have pieces. I think losing Hassan Reddick, you know, as Will mentions, big because that was another guy that could rush the quarterback, but. You know, some of those young guys got to gotta step up. We had our Iowa guys in here yesterday, Davion Nixon from Iowa's got to step up, big dog. I think it's a pass on the Panthers for us. Definite pass. DJ Moore over receiving yards. That would be the way I would look. All right, we'll talk some ACC football next right here on the Nightcap.
the nightcap on V. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Send the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN is broadcasting live from NBA Summer League through July 17th. That's this Sunday. The Edge has been there every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Sean and I will be there coming up on Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. And then myself, Amal Shaw, back at it on Saturday afternoon. We'll have special guests, exclusive comment, uh, content, that is, and live updates all throughout VEASAN shows. Follow us at VEASAN Live or go to YouTube and check out all of our content like our sit-down yesterday with Luca Garza just tweeted out at VEASAN Live, our full conversation with the Iowa legends. Nice. And uh, that was a fun conversation. Yeah. all those guys following me back on Twitter, that's pretty cool. Nice. You know, we, had a, we had a great time. We got to figure out a game with Derek and I, go watch an Iowa game, a home basketball game. Or we go to Madison Square Garden and see Duke-Iowa. You don't want to go to that because you're going to cheer against our guys. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. But I've never been to an Iowa game at home. I've been to the Garden before. I've been to the Garden before, but I think that'll be juiced up. But I, I, And then we probably could find like a... Well, Derek could do business. I mean, he's got the Circa, Circus right. Purchase in Iowa. Yeah. All right, we'll, 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 we'll And we probably this. can convince him to do... So we don't have to go to McCarran. Yeah, so we get to go to the, the private airport. That's, you know, that's what I'm trying to make still, this work. I think that's still out of McCarran. I don't know. No, they got yeah, two of them. I know they have two. One's right by my house. Yeah. I, I'm not invited there, but uh. yeah, that's what that's what you know. Follow me, okay? I'm cooking something. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, Look, get on the menu here. If we could get uh, go to an Iowa game, that'd be uh, tremendous. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. I would love it. It'd be that'd be great. You know, uh, we, we know we got the secret handshake. Now we had Luca in studio. We had Joe Wieskamp. We had yeah. the McCaffrey right. We're part brothers. of the Hawkeye family now. Yeah. See, that's why I guess I don't want you to go to the Duke game because you're going to cheer against them. and Right. You know, yeah. I don't want And that. I'm definitely going to cheer against them, so don't put me in that situation. Well, then maybe you won't come. Maybe we just go to Madison Square Garden without you. As long maybe as I get home. on the private plane to no, no. Uh, Iowa. It, it is a only – well, we're only going to go to one game. Oh. Well, no, we will uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll talk to uh, Derek tomorrow. Maybe we can uh, – Plus, like – Maybe we can get him I convinced think, now. I think, like, that Duke-Iowa – Madison Square Garden, isn't that a Monday? It's like a Tuesday night. Yeah, like, you know, we can pick and choose the home game, you know, where it works. Schedule should be coming out soon. Yeah. 
We'll pick a weekend game. But we got football first. We do. And it's a very interesting love, conference. I would love to go to Kinnick, too. That uh, I've been to Kinnick. I Pretty would, cool little deal. Yeah, I would like to go to Kinnick. We talked Big Ten yesterday, speaking of uh, those Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, but actually, can we... Uh, you want to hold off I on the ACC? hold off on the ACC because I want to read you an article that was just okay. posted by Sham Sharani. Top of the hour, by the way, we're talking British Open. Sounds good. Uh, with our good friend, Wes Reynolds, co-host of the Long Shots podcast. Um, Sham Sharania, and this shouldn't come as a big surprise, but earlier in the show, we, we discussed a hypothetical trade that Bobby Marks put out there that was very intriguing, which had the Nets landing Donovan Mitchell in a mega four-team trade, Kevin Durant going to the Suns, DeAndre Ayton going to the Pacers, and then a plethora of picks going to the Utah Jazz. So the Utah Jazz, obviously, Sean, mm-hmm. what they just did was they got four first-round picks from the Minnesota Timberwolves and some pick swaps for Rudy Gobert. Right. Donovan Mitchell, in my eyes, should bring back more. Sham Sharania of The Athletic just wrote an article, came out about 10 minutes ago, says the Jazz and Knicks have begun discussions on a potential trade sending Donovan Mitchell to New York. The Jazz are having conversations with multiple teams on a Mitchell deal, but the Knicks have emerged as the focus destination over the past several days, sources say. Both sides have discussed a frame, a deal of a frame, excuse me, both sides have discussed a deal framework in the past 24 hours. Here's the kicker, Sean. The Jazz in full-on rebuild, it seems, right now. Mm-hmm. The New York Knicks currently possess eight future first-round picks, four of their own and four acquired via trades from other teams. New York has also, as they mentioned, has a stockpile of young players such as Quentin Grimes, who is believed to be of interest for Utah. This shouldn't come as a massive surprise, uh, especially after the deal that went down for Rudy Gobert, and then the Royce O'Neal trade. Remember, remember Brian Windhorst doing the the you know the the you know fingers in the air thing. He knew something but couldn't say it. I mean, this is what he knew, right? Well, he knew the Gobert thing was happening, and and Danny Ainge is gonna burn this thing down to the ground and just stockpile as much assets as possible. If for you Utah go Jazz. back to midseason, all the reports coming out about Donovan Mitchell was that he wanted to be a Nick. Yeah. He's from New York. Right. So this makes sense. The thing is, I mean, okay, the draft picks work, but, I mean, how does this team win games in the East? I mean, with Brunson and Mitchell in the backcourt, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, like, they're going to give up 200 points a game. Like, who can that team defend? Sean, I I don't disagree. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're the Knicks, you're just trying to do anything right now because you know where you're currently sitting, you have no shot. So, I mean, I get it, but – you overpaid for Jalen Brunson. Now you going to have a backcourt of Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. And then R.J. Barrett, who plays no defense, and Julius Randle, who plays less defense than R.J. Barrett. I'm just looking at it like, okay, it's on paper, yes. But how does it work from an actual winning basketball game standpoint? They made the playoffs two years ago. I mean, Julius Randle was an all-NBA, you know, played out of his mind that year and then did nothing in the postseason. They lose four games to one of the Hawks. If you're the Knicks, like I, 
you know, I was texting with a good buddy of mine who's you know follows the Knicks, and man, that must be rough. I don't. I understand why you make this move, like you said. You, you need that buzz because you're only giving up picks. But I just don't think it makes them necessarily a competitive basketball team. In I the don't East. think it does. And, and picks, look, when you're, you know, some look, the the Golden State Warriors built their franchise off of picks. The Clippers have gone a different route. They don't utilize picks whatsoever. The Phoenix Suns they drafted Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, but they, you know, now just don't really care about the draft. So. You know, the Utah Jazz, run by Danny Ainge now, look at the Boston Celtics. That team is all homegrown. That's what Danny Ainge is trying to get here, right? And he's banking on the fact of kind of what you're alluding to is that, okay, give me all these picks. Eventually, in Minnesota, it's probably not going to work. And eventually, in New York, it probably won't work. And then we've got unprotected picks and all of that. So, you know, we'll see. But I agree with you. This isn't, to me... Moving the needle on the Knicks, I'm not gonna be, you know, firing on an Eastern Conference future uh, or, or <laughs> early anything. I just thought of something. You know who's upset with all of this? San Antonio Spurs. Why is that? This just looks like they're tanking for Victor. I had to put his name up. Wimbenyama. You just say the French guy. Yeah, the French guy. Well, a lot of teams are. Oklahoma City report is. You know, Utah is. Yeah, Oklahoma City is gonna be is. better than people think. I agree, but they have so many picks. That's the thing. It's going to be crazy. But think about this. Utah, no Ingles, no Gobert, no Mitchell. Only the, getting really Mitchell happens, only yeah. really getting oh, draft picks back in return. They'll be the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, that'd be awful. But remember, it's only a 14% chance that you get All they got to do is pick. bring Gordon Haywood back in there, man. man. It's the curse of Gordon Haywood. He was good when he was Utah. That's what I'm saying. Ever since they got they, rid of the kid. They let him walk. Yep. Let him walk. So I mean, it makes sense if he's trying to rebuild. I get it. Oh, if you're Utah, it makes total sense. Yeah, Utah's never going to be like a free agent destination, you know, for most guys. Just because when you match, and I I like Salt Lake. I have nothing against Salt Lake. Yeah, I like Salt Lake, too. Anyone in Salt Lake listening, if you want to invite me and Tim to do the show from Salt Lake, I mean, hit us up in the DMs. We'd love to. But when you (laughs) rank it from a off-the-court, like, Standpoint, it, it's in the NBA, it's down the list. Well, because you, you have your LAs and your New Yorks. And the Jazz had run their course. They they recognized with Gobert and Bad Mitchell, course. They, they weren't getting anywhere. And you know what? I actually give them a lot of credit for doing this. And if they, I think that I think the trade with Mitchell is inevitable. Well, I, I give them credit because they recognized okay, what are we with Gobert and Mitchell? We're at best a second-round team in the Western Conference. Well, to pinpoint it, I think it all happened when they collapsed against the, uh, was it the Clippers last year? Not not this, two years ago. When Giannis and Milwaukee ended up winning it. And the Jazz had the lead on, the, I think it was the Clippers, and the Clippers came back and beat them. And that's I think right. you could see the writing on the wall. Yeah. So, uh, that's the latest. Donovan Mitchell could be on the move to New York. Does it make you more interested to uh, bet the Knicks? Not me. Bet them to lose. (laughs) Not me. Maybe (laughs) maybe it inflates them a little bit and we can fade them. The Jazz, uh, they're going to stink. And uh, what their win total will be, Sean, will be interesting to see. We head. I guess we're not heading there. We're going to talk some British Open next with our Wes Reynolds right here on VC. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.